0: Alrighty, what the heck is cracking, everybody? Happy, uh, what is it, Thursday, 12, 16, 21, 2 2 p.m., and I am back in my room in beautiful Park Ridge, Illinois, um, and it has been a, uh, it's, I guess I recorded my podcast on December 1st, so it's been about 16 days, halfway through the month, and so what did I ta- say in the last podcast? Okay, actually, I'll do a disclaimer, because I was about to say like buy something. I'll just do. So I'm not a student. I love the freaking markets so much. Uh, fascinating. They captivate me. I'd make this podcast because I like to journal my thoughts. Uh, I This is not financial advice, obviously. I just like to put my thoughts out of there on the internet. You don't like them, you think I'm an idiot, don't listen. You want to listen, have some fun here at Big Max. he has to say, then listen. Um, but yeah, I love the markets. These are my thoughts. I'm not buying or selling, like recommending you buy or sell anything. Um, not affiliated with anyone, not a financial advisor. So anyway, um, so I was saying like, you know, you gotta get long, you gotta get long, you gotta go buy this dip. And because you know, the market, everyone is freaking out about Omicron. Right. And so if we like look at twelve one, um, market goes down, like, I guess I'm looking at the Russell 2k. So I don't want to be checking that out. I'll pull up this spy right here. Uh SMP 500, not the spy, but, uh, it bottoms out on the first when I make that podcast. I'm not saying like, oh, I was right, I was right, I was right. But I'm like, bro, you buy this dip because you're just buying the fear. And so we go to the yield curve here, and we go to the bill rates. And so we look at uh, you know the bill rates for the past uh, sorry 12 days or 16 days. I'm looking at um, you know bill rates are basically you know the pr- most pristine collateral cash equivalents um and so if the yield's going down that means people are putting their money in cash buying up these treasury bills cuz they're the most pristine risk-free po- asset you can possibly buy in the whole financial system now you can argue with that and as a bitcoiner and as a gold bug i i argue with that all the time but we have to you know face the facts like what is we live in a financial system and we may not like it we may think fiat money is garbage but um it's at the end of the day T-bills are the are the risk-free asset in the financial system. So I go on a whole tangent about that. But that's something you need to watch for. And so the reason why I was so, you know, oh, you got to buy this. You got to buy this dip. like there's not Because there wasn't really stress going on in the financial system. Uh, I'll pull up the reverse repo. Cause I got that here. I'll talk about the record we just hit today. But if you go look at the operations for the past two weeks, reverse repo on the 1st of December we went down from like one point six trillion to one point four four eight so it's like looking at that data i'm like, oh my gosh, you got to be long here because there's no pressure in the money markets well there's you know there's always pressure when you're you know between zero the zero bound and twenty five basis points, but you know we're trading at a a point ten yield here well we were on the first of uh I'm December, and now over the past twelve days, we've seen the yield curve go from ten basis points to point like zero one, almost zero. So people have been tweaking. They've been that means smart money, big guys, are selling or taking their money and it into the most safest asset you can possibly own. And so it's like, okay, I see that. I go, that's a problem. And I go reverse repo should start to spike. Reverse repo should start to go up quite a bit. And uh, as I said, we hit a record today. We so when I, we, I recorded that podcast, reverse um, repo is around one point four eight trillion, which is absurd. Seventy five counterparties. You know, yesterday we had freaking eighty five counterparties. And you know, usually reverse repo you hit a record at the end of the month because you know that's when the, you know or the end of the quarter, and that's when you know the banks rebounds their balance sheets, you know, there's a whole clearing thing to get uh, this cash off their sheets and get some treasuries. Uh, makes the accounting look nice for everyone. But, you know, when the reverse repo is hitting a record 15 days before the end of the month and bill rates are at near zero, you you know that it's a deep, there's a deeper story there. You know that something is seriously not right. So I'm like sounding the alarm bells, I'm like, this is crazy, what the hell is going on, yada, 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 and um, so that's that's kind of uh, where I um, stand right here, um, so like, there's nowhere to put my cash, so I'm going to put it in the most pristine collateral, and this is why rates on the short end, and the very, very short end, I'm not talking one or two year um, bill- notes, I'm talking bills, treasury bills, um, and so this is a problem because if the rates go negative on money market funds The whole financial system is at risk which I talk about constantly all the time and if rates go negative Then that means that if you have money in a S&P 500 like your fidelity account and it's in the market But you have 20, 20 like percent of your 80 percent in the market so S&P 500 fund let's say and then 20 percent in a money market fund, if you have that twenty percent in the money market fund and rates go negative, they charge you. You lose money immediately on that. You're charged to hold it in the bank, and so it's like that's a huge problem. That was caught would cause extreme stress. So what would you do? You'd go run to the bank and withdraw it out of that money market fund. I don't want it. I going to hold it in cash, or you go I'm gonna put it in a different asset. But you know that would really tweak people out. So they'd all with- try to withdraw it from the bank. Run on the bank, i mean that 's like the mo- people will be demanding their dollars, start selling off their assets because they're lo- people are losing faith in the financial system, um, and people will go you can 't have a run on the bank where we have too much cash well at, th- at the end of the day that you have the dollar shortage because there 's not enough cash to go around for everyone you know it 's all these I mean, believe it or not, there's not enough cash to go around because all these cash are just like, you know, electronic zeros in a bank account that keep the financial system going. You know, all this credit that the Fed creates, you know, they create money with the bank, but then the bank actually has to go out and lend. And if you look at, you know, bank lending and the credit impulse, global credit impulse over the past year, it's slowed down, it's declined completely. And we're a credit-based economy. You need credit expansion, and there is no credit expansion. Banking is dead. Money is dead. You look at money velocity, and money velocity spiked up, like you know, right after Q2 2020, because you know, the Fed, the you know, all these PPP loans going out, PPP loans going out, and you know, hence you get this crazy, crazy inflation we've seen over the past year because we expand the money supply, and yeah, banks lended it out, gave out loans to people, but at the same time. It's like there's a lot of people who aren't credit worthy, um, and you know the banks won't even lend to each other. Why you see the reverse repo spiking? Well, the interbank lending rate is point one five percent. Okay, so if I'm J P Morgan and let's say I got my buddy Jimmy here, and he Jimmy's uh works at uh, J P Morgan, he's a Bank of America, and you know we want to lend to each other. Okay, well that base, that rate that the yield that I would earn on it, the interest rate is 0.15 but if I go to the reverse repo window at the Fed to exchange, like, uh, my cash for, for some kind of asset or, like, collateral, it's 0.05. But if I want to give my money to Jimmy, it's 0.15. So what would I? what's the logical thing to do? I'm not going to go to the freaking Fed window at 0.05. I'm going to go to Jimmy for 0.15. But the whole thing is, is banks aren't lending to each other because the repo system broke in September of 2019. We saw the overnight repo rate go from 2% to... overnight and the fed came in and said we're going to do not qe so they printed cash to give the banks so they would buy treasuries from the bank and then they would get cash in return the bank would okay this eased the repo crisis okay (laughs) because if interest repo rates spiked to 10% the financial system would be at risk um and so the the question you have to ask is why aren't banks lending to each other why isn't why like why am I not going to go to Jimmy and get fifteen basis points? Not, but instead I'm going to go to the Fed. It's because there's major counterparty risk in the system. Okay. The banks are afraid to lend to each other because there's counterparty risk. No one knows who owns what asset because all of these treasuries and all these financial derivatives and products have been rehypothecated so many times. No one knows who owns what. So what's the safer thing to do? I'm going to take my excess reserves, excess cash that I have on my balance sheet because everyone has gotten all this cash, stimmy checks, you name it, and they are forced to put it in the bank and the bank doesn't want to go and invest in anything. So they put it in short-term interest rates. No, Sorry short-term treasury bills. And so there's all this demand for short-term bills, thus driving rates lower, okay? And then to provide a floor on these interest rates, the Fed does a reverse repo operation. So they take this cash in a money market fund, give it to the Fed in exchange for treasuries. This provides a floor and prevents rates from going to zero. And the fact that you see rates going from 10 basis points down to zero, it makes me go, okay, something is seriously wrong here. Um, and so you have to think, like, what happens next? The Fed has to give people a reason to buy, okay? And so if you watch that FOMC meeting, and I I mean, I I don't really pay attention to the Fed, because, you know, if you listen to the Fed, you know, you're going to go freaking broke, okay, my friends? Um, that's a quote from Jim Rogers, and it's 100% true. Um, the Fed yesterday at their meeting said they're going to hike interest rates 3%, um, uh, I'm looking at Apple here on the tape and we're getting 444. Four, four. Shout out to my boy Alex Orfita. I hope you're listening to this. That one's for you. Um, anyway, um, if you watch the Fed, they said they're going to hike three times in 2022. They're going to raise rates four times in 2023. And they decreased their taper by half. So they tapered their asset purchases by $30 billion. So I think they're now, if I'm correct, so they purchased $90 billion in. 90 billion in uh, Treasuries and MBS uh, Per per month but they're going to wind that down to Zero by like March I think Powell said I mean it, I, I don't really remember Off the top of my head when they're going to wind it down But they want to end it down by the end of Q1 I believe beginning Q2 2022 And you're like Okay so money printer Clearly is not going burr like Everyone thinks okay like money printer Go burr that's why we buy because the Fed has our Back well the rate of the Money printer going burr is slowing So why would that be a reason for me to buy okay the fed is telling you they're gonna hike interest rates three times in march Um, sorry in 2022 can they do that yeah no they can't they can't that's the answer should they do it yes they need to hike rates because what does the fed control you know they do yield curve control and they control the long ends to some extent but the long end can be controlled by traders a little bit more and a little bit better and easier but uh Fu! The Fed really controls, you know, the shorter term rates, so the one year, two year, and then all the bills. And so, what the Fed the Fed needs to do to prevent interest rates from going, sorry, money market funds from breaking and the financial system at complete risk, is they actually need to raise interest rates. Like it would be the best thing for the Fed to, to do at least a twenty five basis point hike, um, or fifty basis point hike. But why don't they do it? Why don't? Why doesn't the Fed do it? It's because. <laughs> The whole economy is so over leveraged on debt, and you know people. There would be no demand for money. People would, would would refuse to borrow and take on loans because they have so much debt already. And if interest rates are higher, they won't be able to service it. I mean, and the U.S. government debt, which they actually raised the debt ceiling by I think two trillion um, last night. Biden signed it this morning. It's like the they have to they have to raise the debt ceiling. We're not going to default. Um, you know to keep everything a cash a flowing it's basically what the u s does is They pomp says this says this really well it's in order to pay back our creditors um what we have to do is raise the debt ceiling so we can borrow more fake money to pay them. So then, the whole financial system keeps going. I mean, it, it's craziness, but you know that's the world we live in. And look at SPY down one point one one percent. Another shout out to my boy Alex Arfuda. Hope you're listening to this, buddy. But uh, the whole the whole point is is like it's like a duh, and people go, oh my gosh. Well, they they're uh, the Fed, the government is putting more more cash out in the system, um, you know, by creating more debt. So there's going to be more debt issued but the fed is tapering assets so i'm long bonds here because i'll get to that in a minute this is like setting up for a march 2020 event i just want to say we're setting up for a march 2020 event because the fed sorry the government just raised the debt ceiling but the fed announced that they're going to taper their asset purchases so the marginal buyer of treasuries is going away so there's gonna be one less buyer of treasuries out in the system. And the Fed buys they were buying 80 billion in US Treasury bonds every single month, monetizing the debt. But if we're not monetizing the debt, then what is gonna happen to rates? The treasury market is going to be illiquid. And why did we crash in March of 2020? People go, it was because of COVID. It's cause of COVID yeah people were panicking because of covid but what did that cause to it would that cause and lead to it lead, led to the treasury market breaking. There was no buyer of treasury bonds no everyone is selling everything for cash because they were tweaking. so what happens? Well, if they're selling everything for cash i 'm going to go sell my thirty year treasury bond. I want to redeem it now. I need my u s dollars ASAP. and if you go look at what was actually happening in March of twenty twenty um i 'll pull this up for you right now because i got the uh curve in front of me um four week bills you know safest asset you can possibly have they went from in february we were at 1.54 basis points we went down (laughs) to four basis points by the 18th and on the 25th of march we literally went to negative four basis points um so it's like people sold everything they possibly could to get to get cash and if you go look at like when you had the most exacerbated selling in the market at first people were bidding up long-term bonds which is happening right now um so bonds went from on the 28th one was like 97 basis points all the way down to 31 basis points by the 6th of march of 2020 and then interest rates um I'm looking at sorry uh, that was that was uh, fifty two week, fifty two week bills. So you got to go to the thirty year bond, and we pull up March of twenty twenty here. Um, interest rates rose a hundred basis points in span of like seven days, and that's when the Fed does QE. So because the the treasury market was liquid, um, so we went from yeah. So the twenty eighth of March February, we went from one point six six basis points all the way down to about uh 99 basis points so you know about we'll call it 55 50 basis point decline so people want to buy up treasuries you know safest asset treasury bonds safe asset and then they went from 0.99 to 1.78 from the 6th of march all the way until the 18th and when that happened the short end went from 1.59 to four basis points So what people are freaking out and selling their long-term bonds that are quote-unquote safe to redeem to go put it into short-term collateral short-term bills the safest risk-free thing in the whole world because that's money that's the real money in the financial system the treasury market went illiquid and the fed started hiking I'm sorry not hiking easing easing cut rates all the way down to zero and um, as I said caused bills to go negative for a second but that was fine because they needed to ease the treasury market but now we're going to be issuing more debt to fund everything but the fed is tapering their asset purchases and they say they're going to do three hikes next year they won't be able to do it the Fed is trapped and so when you see we'll see this liquid treasury market come to fruition here and what got announced today was pretty some pretty awesome news um and that actually before i get to what happened today um the fed uh, sorry. So the so the Fed says they're gonna taper three hikes next year, four in twenty twenty three, and the market. I go, damn, that's uh, some pretty bad news. And I talked to my one of my friends I met here at this crypto conference. I went to a crypto conference last week. I met a buddy macro trader um, in New York, and uh, I called him up on Monday and I and, you know. Tuesday before the Fed meeting and I was like man like what do you think's gonna happen? I told him my thesis like I go I think no matter what happens the Fed is they their hawks or doves It's bearish in the market and he's like and I go especially with Omicron happening and all this stuff I'm like look at the reverse repo look at you know bill rates and he goes Yeah, well, you know what I think like he goes I think the feds gonna be complete doves and then it's gonna be bullish for the market we get a Santa Claus rally and um, with that Santa Claus rally um. You buy the dip today Because on Tuesday and Monday I think the market dipped quite a bit And I was like okay that's interesting You know you have you know 20 years of trading experience on a floor in New York And you know I'm just a college student Who loves the markets uh, You know i way more than I do But I go we'll see what happens I'm very interested to see And uh, of course yesterday After the Fed news markets skyrocketed Went up like uh Dang it I just spilled coffee all over me Um Went up like a uh, rallied from down 20 30 basis points up to like 1.4%. So that's like a you know 1.6% 1. move, uh, 160 base point move in the spies. Nasdaq was up way more. Apple rallied, gold rallied, um, JPY, US, USD got crushed. Uh, well, actually, USD was eh, a little bit uh, elevated. And then today we get a surprise rate hike from the Bank of England and um surprise rate hike from the Bank of England and they said we're going to stop our uh our asset purchases we're going to stop our version of QE and it caught me off guard I was like you know the central bank should do this if they want to establish some kind of credibility but you know as we know the Bank of England is always a test run for you know the United States and so I think what the market is realizing today hence you know we're down 92 basis points and for the record I am short the market right now I got some volatility um, right now, and I think that you know tomorrow is a, you know, ma- the quad quad witching. You know, we're third of all options expire tomorrow, so there's like a lot of gamma hedging going on in the marketplace. And it basically, the market could rally or whatever tomorrow, but it's all just options action. And so, implied volatility is going to settle in, and you know we'll have a whole reset about vol- the volatility complex. And so, I'm I'm long I'm long into the end of the year for vol- volatility for sure. Um, But, you know, tomorrow, you know, we'll see some weird moves. I really think this this one move in the market yesterday was people being long volatility into the Fed hike. And then we got this announcement from Jay Powell and people just covered covered their vol plays. And that caused the market to completely squeeze. If you look at the move yesterday, it's like the market just goes parabolic at like right when Jay starts speaking. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But yeah, I'm I'm extremely bearish here. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a like in a, a short short term bearish 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 because I mean, what do you think? I what do you like? like Q Q two twenty twenty two, at and right now it's two 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 p.m. That's awesome. Um, like where do I see the market? Do I see five k SPY? Hundred percent. Yeah yeah. Q two twenty two you could get 5K SPY because there's going to be this huge panic right now. Treasury market and the Fed, like, thinks they can do QE. They think they can, Bank of England thinks they can do rate hikes. And this brings me to another point. (laughs) You know, I think that uh, you could, we need George Soros or someone who wants to, who has the balls to short the pound today because, the dollar, I'm very bullish the dollar. The dollar's actually taking a puke against like uh, against most currencies. Uh, I think the Dixie, I could pull up the Dixie for you, but I prefer to look at currency pairs, uh, to be honest. The Dixie's, yeah, down 50 basis points on the day, down 35 basis points against the uh, pound sterling and the, um, what's it called? Where I just lost my screen. Okay. Um, down 40 basis points against the yen. Uh, euro is down is up 30 base points on the dollar and gold is up you know where are we trading it here 17 yeah 1798 um so gold is up you know so crude's gonna be up as well and oh all right crude's coming back in that's nice nice to see but uh it's like this is a perfect time to short the pound and go 100 long a dollar on whatever currency you want to do currency pair but i think you know pound pound dollar um, short pound long dollar play would be nice or just i mean i really like this uh yen uh, usd yen pair go long the usd against the yen because it's like look at this the bank of england is going to try they raise hikes raise raise from 0 to 25 basis points like okay that's no big deal but people are going to realize if the uk is doing it and the fed's going to do that like that's going to be another next move by the fed okay this is a test run going on in your in uh sorry the uk and so if you look at the yield curve of uh, Britain, and I'll just pull it up here because I can, but it's been inverted. I've talked about it being inverted since, like, you know, September here. But if you look at three-year uh, gilts, they're trading at 56 basis points. You go look at uh, five the five-year gilts, they're at 60 basis points. I mean, you go look at the two-year but gilts, they're at 0.5. Six years at 0.53. I mean, you three, threes and sevens, you know, three-year gilts are at 56 basis points. We'll call it, yeah, 56, and then seven years are at 56, so it's like, in the middle, the bend of the curve, like, the middle of the curve, you have, um, an inversion, okay, like, it's weird stuff going on, and, you know, we saw this massive rate, height, uh, sorry, the, the two years rose up like crazy, um, and they had that, that whole gas crisis in Europe, okay, they went to about 65 basis points, and if you look at their 10 years, I believe their 10-year, Um, went came down quite a bit. Um, but basically, it's like, yo, you're hiking rates into an inverted middle of the yield curve. That is a recipe for disaster. Like, your currency is not gonna go up. Your currency is like, yeah, it goes up because you just hiked interest rates, but it's the biggest fake out ever. It's like, no, you're in a recession. You are not the reserve currency of the world, okay? So this 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 strong currency is going to get completely wiped out. You know the dollar taking a hit today on this news because other other nations are hiking rates. It's like well they're hiking interest rates into a recession. So what does that freaking mean? It means get long the dollar, the safest haven in the world, and short every other currency. Okay, what does this mean? Gold's up today. Well gold's trading around this you know crazy technical level of you know eighteen twenty we'll call it. You know it's really like 1800, 1820-ish, We'll call it eighteen twenty. 20, make people happy, and you guys know on this podcast how much I love gold. I love physical way more than this derivative paper bull crap. Okay, but you know, I mean, I'm I'm I've been buying silver. I've been buying silver. My savings are silver. Don't never mind. I'm not gonna say this stupid crap like that, but uh, you know, they they are in silver, and I keep accumulating because the price of the physical commodity is different than this. Like you know, things we watch on our chart here. Okay. But if you believe that the dollar is going to get stronger, gold is going to get much weaker. You go look at how the, how the dollar and gold have done, okay, over the past year. The dollar is up 6.8% year-to-date. Let's go check how gold's doing uh, year-to-date. Oh, gold's down 5.41%. Interesting. Like, same exact kind of move. So what I'm trying to get at here is um, this gold This gold move is a complete fake-out. Um don't buy it. I mean, you can if you want it. Like, that's what makes market market. But I'm bearish on gold. Um, crude oil, you know, I believe that the the treasury bonds are actually going to come in. You know, the treasury, the 30-year long-term bonds are going to get a bid because people are realizing, holy crap, there's we're at risk for a recession. There is going to be not a lot of growth. Well, I could tell you about because of Omicron. But, I mean, I think that's a whole lot of noise. Like, you know how I feel about COVID and all this BS. Um but what I'm getting at here is crude oil and interest rates are completely, you know, uh, do not go together. Well, they sorry, they do go together. Interest rates, not not prices of bonds. So if interest rates come down, it means people are buying up bonds. Crude oil co- completely goes collapses. I mean, 2008 perfect example. You know, 2020 perfect example. Interest rates you know went from. One point five to zero in twenty twenty, crude went from you know what was it at sixty dollars a barrel to negative two thousand eight interest rates for you know around like six percent, oil is at one hundred twenty four a barrel and we went to six forty one dollars a barrel. Okay, so it's like that's why I would just stay out of crude here. I've been out of crude since June. I never bought any because um, I think that there's a pretty significant risk here in the marketplace, but. um if below sixty dollars, we can look at buying it. Um, I, my, my ideal price on WTI would be fifty-five a barrel, but uh, below sixty, you gotta look at it as a buy. But I guess I guess I got a lot of talk about what I wanted to talk about with talked a lot about what I wanted to talk about with the whole you know rate environment. You know, people need to understand that yeah, you can love stocks and you can love. I guess I'll talk cryptos next, and I need to touch on the J- Japanese to your note. For some reason, Japanese two-year note on Monday went from negative ten basis points to two overnight. And you know, if you know JBB JGBs Japanese government bonds, they don't freaking move. You know why? Because the government has been implementing yield curve control since you know mid mid. To, uh, I think they started doing yield curve control in twenty fourteen. But you know, they've done QE, they're the first company country I said company. I mean I guess I guess nations you could talk, call them companies if you want. But since um, the mid nineties, you know, their biggest asset bubble ever, their government literally buys the Nikkei. Well, I think they stopped their Nikkei purchases in February, but you know, their gov- their market's completely manipulated and hence why if you look at their bond market, there's just no moves ever. Because it's completely dead But if you go on like a one year chart You go on a year to date chart You go on a five year chart even You can see this massive spike in JGBs And what actually happened Well they, the rates spiked They spiked up And why do they spike? I don't know I'm not trading the desk at Goldman Sachs I wish I could tell you But I don't freaking know why But okay So massive problem there H- What happened? Where are they trading at, at trading at right now? They're trading at negative 10 base points went right back to where they were. And you go, well, f- Max, how the heck did that happen? Their government did an overnight repo. So they put cash into the system in exchange for treasuries. And that, because they had this cash, and um, went out and bought all these bonds, they sent the rates back to even. And, you know, e- eased the market. Complete manipulation. So it's like, why do we see this spike here? I think it's, you know, showing you that there's a massive, massive, massive underlying problems in the marketplace that we need to be aware of that like the, why isn't this getting reported on bloomberg why isn't this getting reported on cnbc zero hedge talked about it my twitter my twitter feed told me about it too but it's like this is a serious problem you need to be watching the interest rate market because bonds are the biggest market in the world they're bigger than stocks about about four times okay then you got derivatives and that's the biggest market in the world but it's the underlying framework to what goes on in the stock market. And if you're just looking at charts and, you know, economic data, which I'll get at here in a second, got to be watching the bond market and understanding how the yield curve affects um, how the market moves every day. So I guess that's my, my sense on, on bonds and where I see the market going. Like, you know, I'm, I'm long volatility, I'm short gold, I'm short oil, long U.S. dollar, and, you know, I guess we could talk Bitcoin. <laughs> You know, I truly believe if there's gonna be you know a decently risk off event. And, you know, once the S and P, I'll talk about bre- I gotta talk about breadth and uh, economic data and I'll wrap it up. But it's like I guess I'll do my crypto spiel here. You know, I'm never not long crypto. Like, is a invest like this is like something that I never sell. Um, I still I so- I sold my crypto in 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 March at the highs because I felt like there'd be a risk off event and. At, with my job I work you know researching crypto and stuff um other things too but that's one of my it's one of my main roles and I've realized like how much institutional adoption there is in this space how it's not going away how exponential growth it is yada 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 and as an investor like there's you know I say this all the time there's like three places I feel comfortable putting my money in and it is crypto gold or silver <laughs> or just like you know a high dividend stock um like Goldman, so not Goldman, (laughs) sorry, excuse me, like um, Berkshire Hathaway, Philip Morris, uh, Gold Miners, um, companies with pricing power, Kraft Heinz, if I didn't say that already, and uh, what's this other, Philip Morris, Kraft Heinz, Berkshire Hathaway. And you look at these, and the market's down 80 bips today, and the market's been, you know, (laughs) You know, negative on certain certain aspects of the market. We can get in the breath. But if you pull up a chart on Berkshire Hathaway over the past month, Berkshire Hathaway is up like 10%, I believe. Yeah. I mean, you've rallied up from 275 to 300 here. Okay. Berkshire Hathaway is trading like a government bond. If you look at Kraft Heinz today, the market's down 80 basis points. Kraft Heinz is up to 3%. Okay. Let's look at Philip Morris, you know, cigarettes, have had a 5% dividend trading at 1.83%. Why would I put my money in a government bond when I can get 5% holding Philmore stock? So, it's like these those are safety plays. That's like these are valuable names that you want to own that'll pay you for owning them. Um so, I mean, that's just something to be thinking of, but so I guess we're going to go talk about economic data. I'm just going to give you like a little recap what's been going on. Retail sales other day terrible number expecting a you know point I think it was point eight percent gain of course my screen doesn't want to load on me so I might have to just go to breadth okay yesterday so retail sales in the US here came in at negative I know there are negative eight basis points Um, uh, yeah sorry sorry sorry. we're expecting eight percent gains but we only got a gain of point three percent last month we had a reading of one point up one point eight percent Month over month, This if you take out gas and autos, you're only up two basis points versus last month being up 160 basis points. So it's like, clearly, the economy slowing down. You got a slowing credit impulse. Um, You got the Fed tapering. It's like you're setting up here for a t- correction. And if you go, okay, Max, well, there's been a correction already. I go, oh, yeah, huh? Over the past month, what's SPY done? We're down 60 basis points. N- no correction. Three months. Up 5%, okay? Year over year, up 24%, okay? Let's look at the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ, because we're down 2% today. Um, on the month, we're down 5%. Three months, we're flat. Year to date, we're up 18%. Still way higher than normal. The Dow, on the, on the month, we're up 27 base points. Three month we're up 4%. Year to date, we're up 18%. So, clearly... The market's very, very manipulated. Because then if you go look at the Russell 2K, which is, you know, your small caps, you know, like your legit, you know, smaller businesses in the U.S. Russell 2K on the month is down 9%. Three months, we're down 4%. Year to date, we're only up 8%. What gives? Why is everything up 10% more than the Russell 2K? Well, my friends, it's because FANG holds up the whole market. Fang, Facebook, Apple. So I should say Meta now. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Google. Um, you can include Tesla if you want, but they are straight up holding the market up. Fang makes up twenty eight percent of the S and P five hundred. If Fang, you took that out, uh, S and P, we'd be down twenty percent this year. Okay. So what I'm saying is, well, let's look what's down the most today. Okay, Apple down three percent, Amazon down two percent, Tesla down four percent, Facebook down one point five percent, Google down. Two percent Netflix down two percent, and MSFT, Microsoft I believe should should be down about three, yeah, down two point five. So the whole thing is, is when you see these names start to go down. It's gonna have a massive weight on the market. There we go, okay, well like let's check uh, we already talked about the Russell, let's talk about Kathy Wood's Innovation ETF, her you know, high beta stocks. Oh crap, Kathy's stocks are down three point four percent on the month. They're trading at one point one hundred twenty bucks, now they're trading at ninety-two. Okay, six months. Oh my gosh, we were trading at uh yeah, 120, now ninety-two. So like we are in serious correction territory. I pull up my uh, beta, sorry, not my beta. My market breath indicators here, okay? And the market breath has been collapsing. We're th- like we <coughs> the market breath is the lowest. Well, it's not at the lowest. We're not at the twenty twenty lows, but we're heading towards those twenty twenty lows. We're in- we're heading towards those twenty eighteen lows. What happened in twenty eighteen? You saw fifteen percent draw in equities. What happened in twenty twenty? Thirty percent draw in equities. Fed is your friend. The Fed's gonna have your back. You know, Powell's gonna have to say, Oh, we're not gonna taper we're we're gonna actually gonna uh, hold this thirty um, this ninety Billion in buying and we're just going to keep providing liquidity. We're not going to rate hike next semester Next semester next year. That's what he's going to say. The Fed is not going to hike rates next year That's what the market but the market thinks because we saw the Bank of England hike today That the Fed's actually going to do it now that they're, they're not they're not effing around for lack of a better term Okay, well clearly the Fed's just testing the market. They'll come back and say that we have we have your back, and that's when you go and you buy these Kathy Wood stocks, these Cheggs, these Docu signs. I mean, I think with uh, there's a lot of risk with uh, Omicron right now, and do I think there's risk? Heck no. You think I'm gonna change my living habits because of Omicron? Heck no. Okay, but uh, the government wants to tell me that there is, and you know, my friend, my friend Gracie, told me that she got her mom who's a teacher got called by her principal and said, prepare for online school, um, get your online lesson plans ready because, you know, things might go online. It's like, the principal got a call from J.B. Pritzker told all the school teachers to say that. So it's like, that makes me want to go Zoom, that makes me want to go all these high-flying tech stocks um, that are worthless, but are like stay the stay-at-home play, you know, Novavax, sorry, Novavax, NVAX, like, they got their are not an mRNA vaccine, and you know don't ask me if I give a crap about these vaccine stocks and like what their underlying technology is, but they're getting approved for patents and uh, emerging markets economies, um, and they might get, start getting approved in the eurozone, maybe the U.S. If they get their vaccine approved, I mean they're just gonna make print money pretty much. So I mean that's why you got to be long this play. I mean people are saying you go up to three hundred bucks. I mean. I think it's quite interesting. So that, like, that's what I'd be pivoting to. But you got to remember, at the end of the day, the Fed is, has your back. This is just short-term fear that I see. And so like, what does that mean for crypto? Well, if the Fed has your back, crypto is going to rally the hardest out of them all. But if there's a crazy risk off, crypto is going to go lower. And you know, the fact that we're trading a sub-50, uh, 40K, wouldn't be surprising to me if we go back down there. And uh, yeah, right now, I'm always long crypto. But if I was a trader... I would not be leveraging up five x. If you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly who you are. Um, but you know, it's a market. It's a market's market. And these are just my views. You know, I'm just uh, I like to document them on, on this podcast and stuff. But you know, make up your own freaking mind. I uh, it's not my job to make decisions for you. But I just like to put my thoughts out there. You know, let's have a freaking debate, intellectual debate about it. But yeah, the market breadth is trash. And if we see these high fly, these uh, not high flying, the, these value tech fang stocks that hold the market up, and the reason why we're still positive on the year, if you see cracking these things, it's like, watch out. It's like going to be like trying to catch a falling knife um, because it'll have some serious major drawdowns on the indices. You know, it's a wrap up here. The NASDAQ down 2.6%, 2%, 2% right now, P down 51%, and the Dow's actually in the green up 27%. 27 bips, sorry, Nasdaq down 2%. S&P down 51 bips. Dow up 27 bips. So it's like, well, the Nasdaq is the most weighted towards tech. All the fang stocks are tech, so that's why Nasdaq is down 2%. S&P, it's heavily weighted towards the fangs, but it's not all fangs. That's why it's somewhere in the middle. And Dow has like Apple. Besides that, it's not really as much fangs. So you can see the problems in the market. And if you look at a lot of the names. <laughs> Um, like Disney is down 20% right now on the year. Um, you know, Boeing down, I think like 10 15% on the year. Like a lot of names are actually in the red over the years. So, if once you start to see a pullback in the winners. And people start to realize, oh my gosh, like I went crazy at long high beta tech, or I went long China at the wrong time. It's like, what's going to happen? What the heck is going to happen? I'm going to sell my winners. I'm going to sell my Apples, Googles, Facebooks. I'm going to take profits. I'm going to go on vacation. Well, if I start taking profits in those names, you have a freaking liquidity problem, my friends. And we go, okay, let's go to the bond market. But And so that's why I'm long bonds. But if the Fed is going to taper like they say they will at this rate and the government's going to issue this debt, we're, now under, we're not going to have a buyer in the bond market. Therefore, yields will have to come back up for the short-term, or long bonds. Um, so I guess that, you know, wraps up the podcast. And I guess one little point here I want to hit on with economic data is the Philly Manufacturing Index was... Uh, we wanted to have a 30, like last print, we had a 39 reading on this, and we had a uh, 15.4 reading on the Philadelphia Fed Manufacturing Index. We're looking for a 30 reading. So, you know, pretty much uh, terrible, terrible numbers. Um so, yeah, be careful, be cautious in the markets. You know, I think we'll, we're not going to see a Santa Claus rally. Santa Claus is not coming to town. Got cold in our stockings this year, probably for being too greedy, too much money printing. You know, Santa's like, you, you don't need a Santa Claus rally. If you were if you're smart, you made your money. Um, and we've seen a lot of insider selling in big companies. So it's like the uh, I don't think that there's a reason to be long here into the end of the year. Um, but, you know, if the markets capitulate And you see a short little flash, flash, crash, crash The Fed will come in And the whole thing is is we, What's going to happen in the major indices You'll go back, hit that 50-day average And we'll either rally off that And if you don't, shit, look out below But the Fed will come in and save you So there's no need to panic But, um, you know, this is a great quote From you know my, one of my favorite bands of all time When the music's over Turn out the lights. You know, music is coming to an end here, my friends. Bank of England, hiking rates. That uh, was a shocker. You know, good good for them, though. At least uh, they're trying to have some credibility. So, you know, be careful. I'll try to do a podcast here before Christmas, but if not, Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a happy freaking New Year. It's been a great time recording these podcasts. And if you listen, I truly appreciate you. Thank you for being along for the ride and the journey with me. Markets. Never not interesting. Thanks for listening, guys.